Kurt. Hey, how's it going, David? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year, new me. Happy, happy New Year to everyone out there. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. We actually we're going to record on New Year's Day. We but were. It was, but it was oh, minus, cold. <laughs> it was minus nine degrees outside, and minus twenty-five wind chill. Minus twenty-five, but actual. Ugh. But uh, I was really nice and uh, hung over to the point where I actually texted David saying, yeah, the room is spinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just I might cold. have still been drunk. I think I might have been drunk still. Oh, that happens. So, w- did you go to a party or were you oh, just... Yeah. No, I'm not just a loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser drinking by himself on New Year's. Hey, that's okay. Um, I've been there. Basically, what me and my friends did is we, uh, I cooked dinner. Uh, this was, uh, we basically the whole day was spent where we went to Ikea, my second job. I helped them pick out furniture, we built the furniture, and then we had dinner together. Then we played board games. and we On said furniture? Yes. Nice. Yeah, we built some chairs, and uh, we used them to watch Black Mirror until the ball dropped. Nice. I need to watch the season. How is the season? Uh, the last episode's... The last episode pulls together a lot of season three. It pulls a lot of mentions into season really? three. Really? Yeah. But the second to last episode is rubbish. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the great thing about an anthology. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. And I, I you still can have, have nightmares hit. about Black Mirror, the one where they have uh, your social status in the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. is based on your Instagram. One with Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah, that one's yeah. terrified me. How was the Star Trek episode? I heard wonderful things. I haven't seen that one. Okay. I've been kind of like... I've so many things on my list right now on Netflix. Okay. I'm actually surprised that I got Bright in. That was actually, I watched it on Christmas Day after we were done unwrapping everything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, I guess I'll get it done now. <laughs> right before the, the uh, Doctor Who special came on. Nice. So that, was, that wasn't until 9 o'clock, which is awfully late. That's and awfully late for was, that. And it was like an hour and a half long, so I was expecting to go to bed at like 10. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it was two 10, hours. 30. It was from 9 to, well, I guess they had that. It, it really should that, have. It was an hour hours. and a, it was an hour and a half, but they had that hour or that half hour of like farewell stuff, yeah, which was entertaining. I, I always enjoy that. Yeah, I'm glad he's gone. I didn't really oh. care for him as a doctor. I, I I loved Peter Capaldi. I just didn't think he got the best. He was material. He he was given. I, I wanted to see him be instead of the crotchety old guy, the old guy with the young spirit. That's what I wanted. Kind of like how Matt Smith was the young guy with the old spirit. Yeah. That's, eh. We don't always get what we want. Yeah, I mean, that's why we have a new one. Yeah, and I hope she does well. I hope she does well as well. Doctor. Um, I can't, I loved the Christmas special. We're just going to touch on it briefly. I wanted to have a full episode on it, but I wanted to rewatch it, and I never got an opportunity to. I think the only thing, and this is going to come off really harsh, the one thing that they do really well Mm -hmm. in this episode is the Christmas armistice. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was done wonderfully. That's really, really well, because the thing is, is something like that in history has never happened since, because that was the first year of World War I when the the war was still very young. People hadn't been uh, tanked, they hadn't been uh, mustard gassed yet. It was still like... I shoot at you, you shoot at me, we don't make any further ground. Yeah. And and after that point, even World War II or any other war since then, holidays aren't celebrated on the battlefield anymore. Because it, it, it was kind of like a farewell to the old way of doing, of warfare. It's mm-hmm. the whole, like, let's murder as many people as possible. 
And yeah, that's really what I thought uh, was the only good part about it. The only good part? I didn't really care for the not-so-villainous villain. They weren't. I mean, it's a Christmas episode, so you don't always get a villain. Um, you look at A Christmas Carol. I um, still haven't seen that one. You, you... Matt's, first, Matt's first Christmas special. I don't know how you haven't seen it. It's honestly one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who, where the Doctor is convincing uh, prof- uh, Albus Dumbledore to... Michael Gambon. Okay, not the actual. The actor who played okay, okay, Dumbledore. Yeah. Dumbledore 2. Yeah. Uh, he, he's basically doing the, well, A Christmas Carol with him, trying oh. to convince him to change his ways and going back in his timeline and, and printing memories of good times onto the guy. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds like a good... I'll probably have to watch it's that It's a now. beautiful episode of Doctor Who. Was it one of the Christmas specials for Doctor Who, The Great Intelligence Reemergence? The Snowman, yeah, it was. The Snowman, where yeah. He, that was... Where Matt Smith played uh, as... Uh, what did he say he was? He was Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Clara's second episode. Yeah. After her Dalek episode. Yes. That season premiere. Yep, yep, um, yep. And then I she died her. again. I know. Me too. I liked Bill. Bill was okay. Bill was a lot of fun. I'm, I, I am, I do I'm think it's kind of cheesy. Stephen Moffat did it with both Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi where their companion came back. Yeah. He did it with both of them. Matt got to see Amy before he, he regenerated. Passed. and Capaldi got to see Clara, Clara. before he, yeah. he passed the torch. I'm glad that um, Bill only had one season back to the Harkin of like David Tennant's like mm-hmm. one season equals one companion. Yeah, not the same companion over and over again. Although I did love Amy, Amy and Rory, I will say that. Yeah, but they just got kind of old after a while. Yeah, you know, I I think they did something interesting with Amy and Rory, and they were able to show their relationship start to kind of finish. Uh, I mean, that last season with them, they were separated. Mm-hmm. They weren't even living together anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very interesting thing that they kind of needed the doctor to... To figure out what love really was. Yeah. Although, to be fair, when the doctor first introduced himself to Rory, he's like, hey, your fiancé's a great kisser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That's not, that's not easy. Um, but yeah, we lightly touched on it, so... Yeah. I, I, lo- I really did love this episode. I thought uh, Dave Bradley did a wonderful first doctor which I knew he would, especially after watching uh, An Adventure Through Space and Time mm-hmm. back during the 50th anniversary Yeah, when he first got to play William Hartnell. Yeah. But it's, it's nice getting him to actually play the Doctor this time. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just playing William Hartnell playing the Doctor. Yeah. Um, I, was, uh, I really liked the Capaldi's first episode. The, the Ooh, Deep t- Breath. Yeah, Deep Ooh. Breath was really good. That, that episode is really rough for me. I like that episode a lot, um, yeah. most because Dinosaur in London wants not to like. <laughs> um, and I really hope... like it's, I've been licked by Madame Vastra, and I can't say I like that episode. Mm, okay. <laughs> but, uh, wait, like the actress? Yeah, she licked my face. I know, it was awesome. That's cool. Okay. It was awesome. Next, next... <laughs> I have photo evidence somewhere. <laughs> Next point we're going uh, to. But no, Deep Breath was so slapstick. It even has like slapstick sound effects in it. It just makes me cringe. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> That's fair. I, There's a lot of good in that episode. If they would have kept Capaldi like that, I probably would have stopped a, watching. I would have had a lot more fun with it. I would have stopped watching. It's the sound effects that does it. I, 
there's bings and bangs and ugh. Like when he's falling in, like through the tree, yeah. there's slapstick sound effects and it drives me crazy. But I do like having the, the clockwork robots back and yeah. nice callback to Madame de Pompadour and Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. The That was a really creepy episode too. In the clockwork robots? Yeah, just the whole flesh factory idea. Not really kid appropriate, but also like kids are too stupid to understand it really. Which one which one was creepy? Deep Breath or Madame de Pompadour? Both. They were just or girl in the fireplaces. And they they were so. they were morbid. Okay, I, I don't know. I, I think girl in the fireplace. You get some lovely David Tennant moments. Oh, you do. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. That's a good like him wearing the tie on his head and pouring the wine on the robot. Mm. That was a good time. Yeah, it's one of Moffat's best. I don't know. I, I the past couple of years, Stephen Moffat's writing just hasn't done it for me. Um, I think his best season was Matt's first season. I agree. Another thing that he did really well was Jekyll, the yeah. show Jekyll. Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I'm Although I'm forever going to remember that show as watching it with my first ex. So I have some good memories and some bad <laughs> memories. Uh, you should definitely check out his sitcom coupling. It's fantastic. It's, is, is it about electrical coupling? No, no. <laughs> it's about couples. Okay. It's very, very early 2000s sitcom. Uh, so but, it has that, that feel of very early 2000s? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Davenport from Pirates is in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm spacing the actor's name, but that's his Davenport, whatever. I don't remember if that's his real name or his character name in Pirates. Shit. I, I forget. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love the new showrunner coming on. I think his episodes have been good that he's written so far. But I was a, I, I love Broadchurch. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched Broadchurch, I've seen the first like few episodes of the first season. I just haven't really gotten invested in it. Gotcha. It, it's just gripping. I need to watch the third season. They finally added it to Netflix. But those first two seasons are just they grab you by the balls, man. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see now, there's so many Doctor Who alums in it. David Tennant, of course, stars in it. What's her face? Who's in the new Doctor? Is in it? Yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rory's in it. Um, oh, yeah, he's a pastor, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Dave Bradley's in it. Huh. Um, the uh, David Tennant's partner was in The Eleventh Hour. She was the, the one that was speaking to him in the hospital. David Tennant's partner. Like, uh, and his, his partner in Broadchurch. Oh, like the detective partner. Yeah, his detective partner was in an oh, okay. episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, there's just so many Doctor Who alums in that show. So mm-hmm. I can't wait. And Hello, notification. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on there. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, the uh, main reason of this episode is the for the new year, we're going to be talking about 2017 movies. Yeah, we do this every year around this time. It's usually sometime between now and, like, the Oscars. Yeah. Um, it, so either it's our, like, year in review episode or our Oscar episode. So this is. I've never actually watched the Oscars. You've never watched the Oscars. I, the thing about it is, I just don't really care. We will care. get together and watch the Oscars because we will talk about them. Okay. So we will. We will. When does the out Oscars come out? February end of February. Oh, Super Bowl time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, an, it's a great. Bowl. I don't watch the Super Bowl for the sports. I watch it for the commercials. Oh yeah, I, I don't know who. And they've who really doesn't. honestly 
early thousands had really funny commercials. Now they're just getting more advertising and less funny. I know, I know. Yeah. And I don't. I, I wish they would put the whole thing on. I hate that it's always like check out the rest of the commercial at our website. Well, I mean, it is the literally the most expensive commercials you can run the entire year. I know. Year. I know. Like, but, remember? Don't you remember? Like two years ago, where they had that one second commercial. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was a beer commercial for like a craft beer brewery. Yeah. I had more power to them, but I don't know how they got it. it, it if I remember it correctly, it was like literally five flashes of, of different images, <laughs> and then it was over. Oh, wow. Get ready for the one-second uh, commercial. Here it is. Flash, flash, flash. Uh, drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always love the, the trailers. I watch the Super Bowl for the movie trailers. They really do have good, and it's probably this year's going to probably be Infinity War. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they, each studio tries to put one big one out, but I think Disney past couple years have done maybe most even Han of them. Solo. I think we'll have Han Solo, Infinity War, and maybe Incredibles. Ah, I forgot about the Incredibles. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we'll see. But let's look at let's start. Let's go. We'll start with our honorable mentions, and we'll talk about each of those briefly. Um, let me see. Uh, this, right. one, this your... one actually moved down to an honorable mention. This one okay. is now number 10. Okay. Um, well, I guess we will. Here, we'll... Some of your honorable mentions are on my top. But uh, I'll go ahead. I only have two honorable mentions. I have War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, man, I forgot about that movie. That's, that's also going to be that, in my top that 10. That was in my top 10. I forgot about that movie. That now... Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I really did. So you're going to change it? You're going to change number, I'm changing number five to an honorable mention. Okay. All right. All right. That was a great movie. I really forgot that that came out this year. Yeah, I moved it to an honorable mention just because there were so many. All I have 12 movies on this list. Okay. All 12 of them were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes unfortunately got bumped out uh, for some that I had seen recently. Yeah, for... I, I did and that's have an honorable it, mention for you? I did have it as number three, originally. That's going to be my number five as Planet of the Apes. All right. Um, it, it delivered a great ending to the story of Caesar. And it, it also led in straight into the new, to the original war, uh, the original Planet of the Apes. The whole, for the most part. The, the quiet virus mm-hmm. where people can't talk and the whole, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. And all the apes are like, yeah, speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I would have loved. I would have loved to seen like it go up into space and you just see their ship in hibernation or something. I know it would have been super cheesy, but they I probably would have loved should it. have done that as like a post credit scene. Yeah. Well, they're not. This trilogy is done. I I don't know what will. Let's hope become Tim Burton of doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. But this was always designed as like a prequel trilogy. I don't know if they'll ever do a new Planet of the Apes that takes place it probably shouldn't I mean the originals even though the uh, special effects for the day were mediocre they still pretty hold up pretty well at least the first one some of those later ones get really bad I like the second one the second one is like that 60s to 80s uh, small uh, production group yeah. in post-apocalyptic world. Like, oh, for sure. A Boy and His Dog is a good one. It's not, no, these aren't good movies. Yeah. These are good post-apocalyptic crap movies. <laughs> well, I, I would say up until probably like the fourth Planet of the Apes, they're solid. I can't remember what the fourth one was. 
was. I, I literally only saw one and two. I haven't seen three or four. Or five or six. There's more than that. And a TV series. I thought that was just the caveman for Geico. No. No, there's a Planet of the Apes TV series in the oh. 70s. Hmm. Or early 60s. Or late 60s, early 70s. I thought at the end of two, they pretty much nuked the entire world. Yeah, I know. One's a prequel. A prequel to the... One, okay. One, yeah. They're convoluted and... Okay, yeah. This is this sounds strange. So, yes. Go go and watch the other Planet of the Apes. They're kind of fascinating. Fascinating as in bad fascinating or fascinating as in fascinating? Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of, I do like both. rubber. I yeah, I have to right? watch killer, killer clowns from outer space and R- killer tomatoes. Yeah, attack the killer tomatoes. Um, my second honorable mention is Blade Runner. Oh, man, I keep forgetting all these good movies. That'll be an honorable mention for me, not because it wasn't... It was good, but it wasn't spectacular. And also because my screening that I saw it, the movie cut halfway through. It, it cut out because they had some sort of power issue at Galaxy 14. Okay. And I'm sitting in there with a bunch of old people, and the old people are like, what the hell is going on? Um, I think it was beautifully shot. It's Mo- a good movie. The movie kind of delivered everything I, I expected it to. Um, it was probably a bit long. Mm, yeah. Um, they still didn't answer the question. Do you think that uh, Harrison Ford is a replicant? Yes. And that this movie actually made him seem more like a replicant? I think they confirmed it. I think there's dialogue that definitely suggests that, given by Jared Leto's character at the end. Mm. I don't know. Saying that they were designed for each other. Like, they, they both were. Yeah, they were both designed for each other, but that, replicants don't usually age. The older models did. They even said it in a line. Really? Yeah. Okay. A certain model... Was but they weren't age. designed to reproduce, and it was a miracle that they could. I still think he might be human. I, I don't think so. I, I know she's a replicant. I mean, for damn sure she's a replicant. Yeah, yeah, from day one, I thought. And then that. the question is, is the child that they have together... Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, um, just so you know, if any movie on this list will be spoiling. Yeah, so. we'll be completely destroying. Um... The child that they had together, is she human or is she still replicant? Uh, I think she's n- neither. She's a hybrid. She's her own thing. Well, if she, ha- if she was a hybrid, she'd have to be half, half, and she seems to be, f- if, according to your logic, she's half, uh, she's full. Yeah. According to my logic, she's half. Okay. But... Uh, what was the next one on your... Um, well, that's my. those are my only two honorable mentions. On my honorable mentions, which is on probably on your top ten, Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. You just moved that from your top yeah, ten. Yeah, I, I moved it from my top ten. I really did not remember the movies I saw this year. Um, that's why I went on IMDb. Uh, for the first half of this list was probably about 50... 30 to 50 movies. And I honestly probably haven't seen more than 20 in the, in the well, not even that. I'd yeah. say about 15. Because mm-hmm. the first half of this year I spent on the cruise ship dying. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely The Disaster Artist. Fun movie. If you've seen The, if you've seen the Room, I'd see Ghost of the You can this. enjoy it without even seeing yeah, The Yeah, without room. even seeing The Room. Because at the very end, the most, like, memed uh, parts of The Room you'll see DeFranco and Rousseau actually acting them out side mm-hmm. by side. Yeah. So it's, it's a good movie. And then another one that I put on there, which is on your top ten, mm-hmm. is Your Name. Um, 
I had a good time with it. It was uh, it was a little bit of a curveball, the the twist. But um, honestly, I wouldn't have minded if they ended the movie at the part with the impact. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded that. I, I do like sometimes having a not-so-happy ending. Yeah. Because the thing is, is when you have one of those endings and you feel emotionally attached to the characters, it makes you feel like, I had a good time with this movie. Instead of everything has to be rosy red at the end. Those happen sometimes, but I'm glad the way they did it is the way they ended it. All right. Uh, what else do you have in your, your... That's honorable. That's all. That's all your honor- honorable? Oh, wait. I did move uh, 10 down for a replacement. I can't remember what the replacement is. Oh, yeah. It's... Um, I moved this up. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, number uh, honorable mentioned is Bright. I didn't think you cared for it that much. Yeah. Your initial reaction, so I'm surprised. It, is it, it just because you didn't see movies? It's because I didn't see movies. But um, Bright had a lot of good things going for it. It, it does. It definitely it, does. It's beautifully it's, shot. Mm-hmm. The, it, it doesn't deserve the, the panning that it's gotten from critics. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. It's got good... Uh, mythos background. Mm-hmm. I love the world building in the it. The world building is good but the thing that I didn't really care about it is I don't like like those like hardened cop movies. I really don't care for them. Gotcha. Especially with all the uh, uh, the only thing that I really liked about this movie like really really liked was the centaur police because <laughs> they're centaur police. Yeah. Um, and the fairy killing that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um but honestly, the ending kind of felt like, okay, what well, It was a bit whatever. obvious. It, it, it was real bit, obvious. It felt, for a movie that's kind of not by the books, it felt very by the books. It pretty ending. much felt like Will Smith says, I'm only going to do this movie, is that if at the end of the movie, I am the hero. Yeah, kind of. And it shouldn't have been the case. Yeah, I really would have liked Joel to the guy who... The ogre. I, the forget, ogre. His, I forget their characters' names. Yeah, that's his name, Joel. Oh, I'm okay. fairly sure his name is Joel. But I would have liked him to be a bright... Yeah. Even though orcs are never brights. Yeah. Um, I really liked his character a lot more than Will Smith's. Will Smith is just a dick. Even oh, though, yeah. Even though, I, I mean, that's, even that's though, the purpose. Even uh, though Cole got Will Smith shot, he was just an insufferable asshole. Yeah. Will Smith gave a good performance in this, in the fact where usually you'll see him be a good guy. But this one, I honestly don't think I've ever seen him curse in a movie except for this one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm sure it's happened. It's probably happened, but honestly, he usually plays a light, heart char- uh, heartfelt character. In this movie, he just... Not everything. Like, After Earth, he was kind of a, a dick. dick. I didn't he, see uh, that movie. Yeah, don't. Well, you, you would probably love it. Eh, I don't know. I don't like Jaden Smith ever since he's kind of decided to become uh, Twitter's... What's, what's a good way of saying this without offending... It's not. He's not drunkard. He's Twitter's. He smokes more weed than he has brain cells. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, cannot argue that. And then his dad just kind of feeds it like, "Oh yeah, I'm famous. I don't really care." But yeah, that's, and the, well, and the movie is like high in Scientology. So they're they're Scientologists. Yeah. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bright had a lot of potential, and I'm. I'll watch. The sequel, they've all signed on for two more of them. Really? So I'll watch it, but hopefully they go I in really different directions. Go, I hope they go like Harry Potter with it. That'd be funny yeah. as hell. It'd be campy, but it'd be fun. I, I, I don't know. I liked everything. I wish they would have just held off on the, the reveal that Will Smith was a bright until like the middle one yeah. or, or something and not quite set it up 
in the beginning like they did when yeah. they're like, only one in a million can be a bright. Well, then Will Smith is like, oh, well, it seems like one in five. Yeah. It feels more like a, a normal diagnosis of like ADHD. Yeah. One in five kids will be a bright. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, right? Yeah. The odds aren't that steep then. Yeah, it, it just doesn't feel like, it, it, it doesn't feel special. Yeah. I did like the, the whole we're living a prophecy. I did like that. I, like I thought that, that was a cool I aspect. I like that concept, but I don't like the way they delivered it because the idea of we're living a prophecy, like when, when you talk about prophecy and, and stuff like that, there's like massive stakes for the world. Yeah. And I honestly didn't feel like the villain had enough stakes. We didn't get to see the Dark Lord and his power. Yeah. Like if they would have shown more backstory about how much the Dark Lord actually fucked up the world. Well, that's why it's a trilogy. We'll get those. Yeah, we'll get those. And I really hope they develop him as like a real a real bad guy, like apocalyptic bad guy. But it just didn't feel like it honestly felt like they were trying to resurrect a, a, a vampire. Not like, eh, it's a vampire. It's not really good. It's not really bad. It, it is. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. So, let's get into the meat of bones. Oh, meat, you know what? Meat of bones. Meat and bones. I'm going to add another one to my honorable mention list because I kind of forgot about it. What? Uh, Lego Batman. I didn't see it. I wanted to see it, but I was in New Zealand at the time. and The, the cruise ship, New Zealand. Yeah, I was in New Zealand at the time, and I was in a really dinky town where it was like a 20-seat. The strangest theater I've ever been in was in uh, it was at a port in Brisbane and it was a movie theater of five theaters but the theaters only had 15 seats in each of them Okay. and it's probably like the the, the screen itself was the size of a uh, of like a projector screen like a, a lecture hall projection screen okay not a big one but like and the thing is what did I see in that I, I saw the the Bourne movie but that was last year Jason Bourne yeah I gotcha. saw that last year, and it was it was very strange seeing like it's, it's the smallest theater I've ever been in, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Lego Batman. I mean, if you enjoyed the Lego Movie, I enjoyed the Lego Movie. You'll enjoy Lego Batman. Didn't it, they also come out with two movies? They came out with they, Lego uh, Batman and Lego Ninjago. Ninjago. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that one. I, I didn't see that one in theaters, but I plan on watching it at some point. I, I really liked the Lego Movie because I didn't really fit to a theme. I really yeah. wish they would have stayed with the, the, not fitting to a theme. Gotcha. I mean, these all take place in the... Lego... The Lego universe. Like, they're, it's a connected universe. Yeah, it these is. These movies are going to take place yeah, in. Yeah, of course. Um, not to give too much away, but the climax for uh, Lego Batman is nuts. You, you have Lord Voldemort, you have Daleks, you have uh, King Kong, you have the the, the the flying apes from Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. And does Doctor Who and all their... No. No? No, it's all the Bat family and taking them on. But okay. the Joker recruits villains from all over. Okay. That have been trapped in the Phantom Zone. Okay. Um, so... Dialects in the Phantom... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just go with it. One, one thing I really did wish I got my... I got a game. I really wish I got Lego Dimensions because I feel like that's a really fun game. I, I, yeah, I just didn't want to invest the money into it. Yeah, there's a lot of money that you have to invest into that. Okay, so are we done with the honorable mentions then? I'm, I actually forgot another one that another I wanted one. Uh, on my honorable mentions. I loved Spider-Man Homecoming, but I didn't feel it made my top ten. It made my top ten as number six. Gotcha. Because, as I said earlier, I didn't see many movies in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that's it on my honorable mentions. We'll go into the ones that are on our top tens deeper mm-hmm. when we get to them. Yep. Um, so. What's your number one? No, we stop at ten, or we we get to number one. Oh, so we start at ten. We and start go to at one. ten and go to one. Okay, so at my number ten is Alien Covenant. Sure. Um, a lot of people. You clearly didn't see a lot of movies this year. <laughs> a lot of people dislike it because I, they say it's campy and it, it's not a good story. And the whole flute I, scene. I didn't. I don't even remember the flute scene. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it because I thought it was a good play on Prometheus, and See, the ending makes me feel like, oh, I'm actually excited for a tr- for the next movie. That's not going to happen now because Fox was acquired. It'll happen. Why wouldn't it happen? Yeah, they said they shut it down. Like, I remember reading an article where How they said that. How long ago? Like, a week ago? Oh. Maybe it's on hold. It'll probably be on but hold. But I think it's on hold because Ridley Scott doesn't want aliens in it. He wants it to be all about David. That'd be great. I'd no, love that. No, it wouldn't. Not when the title is Alien. I wouldn't mind it. I really liked David's character. I really like him and Walter fighting. I like the... Which was obvious. That twist was obvious and it bugged the hell out of me yeah, yeah it was obvious but I really liked the way the en- it ended like for having those little head crabs frozen along with the embryos mm. I, I and I literally just saw this yes two days ago with a friend we were drinking and watching movies like hey have you seen this movie I was like I wanted to see it but I was uh, on a ship and it's like okay we're gonna watch this and I had fun with it I I but, went in but, expecting but, with alien in the title I wanted more Alien and less Prometheus. I don't dislike Prometheus, but I wanted more Alien. And we finally get it at the end on the ship, and it's just odd. It just it doesn't quite feel like Alien. Yeah, it's too little, too late, and it doesn't quite hit those marks. Mm, I I liked it. That's okay. But, but then at the same time, I like. I didn't movies. dislike it. I, I I didn't dislike it. Like, there were some campy moments, like when they're whole fighting on the little uh, platformer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was kind of stupid. There's, there's some choices in the movie that I can't, I can't defend. Like what? Um, just some of the choices the characters made. I, I can't recall specifics because it was... Yeah, the, captain, the acting captain after Franco, the, the meaningless Franco uh, cameo Did you the watch the, the prequel to it? There's, there's a prequel. Yeah, there's a 10-minute short with the crew. No. Yeah, uh, check it out. He was in it. I think I've seen it, but it was so long ago that I didn't connect it. Yeah, he was in it. He had a bigger role in that. But yeah, um, yeah, Alien Covenant's number 10. All right, my number 10, which I don't think made uh, you, as I recall, you didn't see it, Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I didn't see it. Still Um, haven't seen it. Probably won't see it. You should. Uh, Don't connect it with the rest of the DC Universe films just watch it for its own and it's a great movie it it shows you what those movies could be which makes the rest of them sad it could be if they didn't focus on action figure sales yes if you chose to develop characters and stories instead of just throwing them all together all at once that's what Wonder Woman could be could show you it's what DC needs to do from here on out now that they have an opportunity to. Focus on your characters and make them great before you decide, hey, we're going to do a pretty decent Superman movie and then not introduce any other characters and then have three of them fighting each other at the end of that movie. 
I lost all faith in DC. As I've said this before on all the podcasts. Yeah. Superman versus Batman. I'm like, I'm done. I love their comics still. And we're going to be discussing metal when we, yeah, uh, when when we it finish finishes up. <sighs> yeah, it's just... DC can knock it out of the park so often. They have the comic books on lock right now. They're dominating. Their animation has always been better than Marvel. But then why is it that they can't translate to the... Except for the Batman trilogy... The, the Dark Knight trilogy? The Dark Knight trilogy is the only live-action movies where they've done really well, besides the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, so those, those first two. If it's Tim not Burton Batman, Batman, it's probably going to be shit. Yeah, they just can't... They just can't... And they do great on television. I watched all ten seasons of Smallville. I, I watch every CW uh, DC show. Yeah, if it's on TV, not on the big screen. If it's on the big screen, they just can't I, deliver. I, I don't understand, like, why... I think they missed an opportunity, first off, by not doing what Marvel did and interconnected their TV shows into their films. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's a problem. Hell, the day, the day after The Flash premiered to huge numbers, it's the highest-rated show in the CW, like, premiere-wise, the next day they announced Ezra Miller as the big-screen Flash. It's like, why would you do that? That's bugged me since that day. It's like... Yay, we're automatically going to take steam away from this show that we had because we're going to tell you there's a big screen version of the character coming played by a different actor. I think it would have been better. I, I haven't seen Justice League, probably won't see it. He's I've, a highlight of the movie. I'm, he's one of the best characters in the movie. If they had more of him, it probably would have been a better movie. Probably. <laughs> Except he runs kind of weird. I don't like the way they did his running in it. But he's but. Flash. He has to run. He looks weird running. So he looks like he's on a uh, on a. Uh, Everything's like, like is, super is it, elongated. Is, like is, it's like. Is it like the, the super whole, drastic? Also, oh, he looks like he's skating instead of, of running. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's skiing he looks instead like, of. He looks like he's Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like everything's like he we we <laughs> yeah. So um, unfortunately, that that, that could have used some work in that movie. But uh, Wonder Woman could potentially be what the rest of the DC universe needs to follow mm. from here on out. Mm-hmm. Now that Zack Snyder's not involved, and uh, I just heard rumors that Ben Affleck's going to take over as that chief creative officer, which, sure, he's a great director, great producer. If it gets to keep him around instead of recasting, okay. 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 We'll see. Meh. Yeah. Um, I think you had this a bit higher on your... Uh, well, you go next. You go with your number nine. On uh, my number nine, I had Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Did not see it. There, look at that. You see, I did see something you didn't see. I know. See. I wanted to. I wanted to so bad, but I couldn't get anybody... I couldn't get anybody to go. It's, it's campy. I will say that. The first ten minutes is what made me sold on the movie. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, eh, the rest of the rides, eh. Because the first ten minutes of the movie pretty much takes... The idea is, is that we start from the International Space Station, yeah. and the whole idea uh, is when people put their parts on the International Space Station, they come together and then they shake their hands. Okay. And then you see from the progression of the International Space Station all the way to the Valyrian, the city of a thousand uh, planets, where the whole theme is we make contact, we make uh, gravity on the ship, we make handshakes with the first alien species, we make handshakes with every other alien species we come in contact with for the High Council of Valyrian. And I really like that whole idea of the progression. 
Okay. Rihanna made this movie bad. Okay. Her character was completely unnecessary. I kind of forgot she was in it. Yeah, she was in it. She should just not act. I mean, I watched her in Battleship. She should just not be an actress. She moved, if they cut out her character and that whole, the whole part of her character, the whole... Is it a cuttable character? It's a cuttable character. The whole sequence of her is cuttable. There's no real stakes on the, the rest of the story on her. It's just they're like, we need a big name for this movie. Let's get Rihanna. Bad it's, choice. The mythos of the movie is fun. It is creative, it is artistic, and it's kind of like The Fifth Element. It's very campy, because the guy who made The Fifth Element made that movie. Yeah, and I love The Fifth Element. It's, I don't really care for The Fifth Element. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the opera scene. I just don't like the, the weird troll-like villains, because their mouths don't move with their tongue. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the whole idea of the campiness. I don't like the whole Fifth Element is the power of love bullshit. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. I didn't, I didn't care for Lucy. So he also directed Lucy. So Lucy uh, didn't see it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. It looked interesting. Mind powers. It looked interesting, but I just had no. She unlocked it. the full potential of her mind, which I wish she wouldn't have because it's much more un- interesting honestly, when okay, she didn't have. If full she unlocked the full power of her mind, she'd be in a constant state of seizure. Yeah. It's kind of what that ending felt like. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loved that movie, but me apparently. But yeah, I would suggest seeing Valerian, but know what you're going into. It's campy. It's not going to make you cry. Well, it should make you cry if you have a weird... It, it's not going to make you feel like this is the best movie of the year, but it's also not going to make you feel like I wasted two and a half hours. Yeah. It's a fun ride, It's, but it's not, it's not good. Gotcha. Um, all right. My number nine is uh, Guardians Volume 2. Really that low? There's a lot of great movies. It was really hard. Guardians is my number four. Number four. All right. Um, I don't know. Every every movie on this list is just... It was hard. It was hard to make this list. I remember specifically seeing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was probably one of my best memories on doing the cruise ship because we had a, a night over in Maui. And, of course, everyone's like, dude, you're in Maui. Why are you going to see a movie? All my crewmates are like... It's fucking Guardians. Of course I'm going to go see go see it. And by the time it let out, all my friends are doing a bar crawl, so I'm like, I'm going straight from one thing I really like, Marvel movies, and going into another thing I really like, getting this really trashed on an exotic location. So I love Guardians. I, I think it definitely deserves my number four. All right. You know, I could probably put it higher as well. It was probably just... for me because it's not only the story, but also the ment- mentality I went into it with it. Because it was like a day off. It was like the first day off I had on this cruise ship in three months. Oh, damn. That's probably why I associate so much positive feelings with it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I have the soundtrack in my car right now. It's legitimately in my CD player. Good. Um, it's like a constant rotation between the both volume soundtracks. And it's one of the few Marvel movies. Like, I don't usually get teared up at the end of movies. I, I cried. I cried. Uh, I, I cried. I didn't cry. I haven't I, cried in a tears movie. Tears came down, but not like, like not I, like I had a choke. I had a choke. Like I was choked up in the film. Like, oh, uh, especially that music choice. Oh, every yeah. time I hear that song now, it's a pretty song. It's, it's just a great song. And we played it at freaking. We played the whole soundtrack of both Guardians yeah. at IKEA. So I'll always be thinking of Guardians when they play it. Nice. And then they play that song, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's like 
I'm probably going to like have that, like if I, God forbid it happens anytime soon, but when my father passes, I, I will play that song. I went to a funeral recently yeah. that, uh, at my funeral, I want a specific song to be played. Not because I'm religious in the sense of this song has meaning to me, but because I believe it's a pure, beautiful song. Yeah. But the last song we sang before we let out, this is a good family friend of ours, was Amazing Grace. And that was the first time I cried in probably two years. Oh, damn. I love that song. I don't know. It just has the, the, harmoni the harmonies, the, verse, the verbiage, the verses. Oh, that's a song I want at my, my funeral. But I want it played on the bagpipes. Because I think it, there's very few songs that the bagpipes get right. Like uh, the Star Wars theme, it gets right on the bagpipe. Mm -hmm. And Amazing Grace, it gets good on the bagpipe. Everything else is kind of sounds weird. But I like the bagpipes anyway. So. What's your uh, number? Are, we, are you on number nine? Or? Yeah, Guardians was my number nine. What's your number eight? Uh, what was your number nine? Number nine was Valerian. Oh, okay. Um, my number eight is Baby Driver. I didn't see this movie, um, but I heard a lot of good things about it. I saw a whole video about, have you ever heard of, uh, uh, like that, that drift meme that's going on, like, running in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. They did that whole song over the whole chase scene. Nice. And I had a great time with nice. it. Nice. Um, this movie probably would have, I initially. If Kevin Spacey wasn't a rapist. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, had, I originally had it as my number two. And now, like, I was watching it again the other day. I was just like, oh, I can't get Kevin Spacey being a rapist out of my mind. <laughs> and I'm not picturing him doing it, but just the thought of it yeah. was just, just like, oh god. Yeah. It kind of taints the movie, unfortunately, it does. because it's such a fun movie. It's, it's a musical without being a like song and dance musical. It's choreographed to the music. Everything is done to the music. The characters just aren't singing along. Yeah. It's for every purpose. It's a musical, huh. and it's done beautifully, like. One of the the opening song, I forget the track, but Baby's walking down the street. His name's Baby. Just, the guy who drives. Yeah, yeah. The main character's name's Baby. If you were curious, since you haven't seen it, um, but Baby's walking down the street, and the song is going on. And like I said, it's all choreographed. But even the lyrics will show up on like buildings that he's passing by, and like it'll be on like a newspaper or on a banner. And it just it follows the lyrics in the background. I'm just like, that's so cool. It's huh. so well done. And it, it's funny and dark and emotional. It, it's I hear that at the end of the movie, everyone dies. No. No, not true. But a good, a good amount of them do. Um, yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey gets ran over. So that, that's like now a highlight. Be like, yes, hit him again. <laughs> hit him again. Hit him double again. Double tap, double harder, tap. Harder, harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Kevin so, Spacey, um, so you have a few rape allegations against you? I'm gay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a cop-out. I mean, yeah, he always probably has been. Uh, I don't think anybody ever questioned that. Yeah. But it's just like, okay. okay. I feel sorry for all the fans of, uh, of uh, House of Cards, though. Oh, yeah. I heard that's a really good show. I haven't watched it. Me neither. Cause I now I'm not going to. I don't care about politics, so I, I think it's all a joke, so it's, it's not my show. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it now. But, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I love that movie. And if you're a fan of Edgar Wright, I, I've always been a fan of Edgar Wright. Highly recommend like going back and watching Spaced. Have you ever seen Spaced? I've heard of it. It's a t two season TV series he did did with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. 
before yeah, you, Shaun of the Dead. This before then, yeah. I'll I'll check it out when I have time. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of the same in jokes go from that into those movies. So if you huh. enjoy those movies, it's that same type of humor and some of the same jokes. Hmm. So it's a great addition. I, I need to I need to get a copy to go on my shelf with those movies. Um, and. He, I even enjoyed like Scott Pilgrim. He did a great job adapting Scott Pilgrim. I still think Scott Pilgrim should have stayed as a uh, as a comic. As a comic slash video game. The video game. The video game was awesome. Video game was a lot side scrolling beat 'em up. Yeah, it was good. It was a good game. It's just I don't like Michael Sarah Never have. Really? He just he gives me the creepy vibes. He, he's cringy. He's cringy. That's why I don't like him. Now. I think sometimes those are meant to be like in, but I don't, I don't like, like in Arrested Development. I don't like cringy stuff. Do you I, n- I see enough of the cringy stuff okay, on the internet. So like cringy, like he, he's just cringy and awkward in Arrested Development because, I mean, he has a crush on his cousin and stuff like that. Do you not like The Office? Because The Office is really cringy sometimes. It just makes you feel awkward. There's no good way to answer. Do you like The Office or you don't like The Office? Because every fucking girl on Tinder and Bumble have that as if I'm looking for my Pam to my really it? that's a gym like it's gym yeah you must not like the office that much I, it's not that I like it or dislike it I'll watch it it's fun yeah but I don't binge it what a lot okay. of people who do watch the office is they binge it it's one of those shows that I will put on in the background if I'm not doing anything it's like that yeah, Futurama and a handful of others yeah, like if I I'm, agree it's a good background thing but it's not something to uh, make Mike a, a shrine to Jim. <laughs> have uh, have uh, snippings of his hair and shit like that because it seems like people either follow it like, eh, I can watch it, or this is my religion. I'm in the middle. Uh, I'm in the middle ground. I I couldn't do trivia, but I'll I'll watch it probably. But there's a difference between than... that kind of cringe, yeah, because that's like the haha kind of weird cringe, or to the. I have a crush on my cousin, and I have her sit on my on my lap, and I get a boner. That's creepy. <laughs> I love the rest of development. There's, there's a difference so. between the office. The office seems plausible, yeah. but that's too real. Okay, okay. Um, um, what was your What was your eight? So, Baby Driver, I loved it. My number eight was it. It. Okay. I it's on it. my list as well. It's such a weird thing to say. It is. It. 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 It's number uh, two. Really on my list. I liked it because. Seeing the original uh, version, which is a great movie, by the way, mm-hmm. because... Uh, TV movie. Great TV movie. Uh, that J- Tim Allen... Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Not Tim Curry. <laughs> 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 he gives such a great performance that makes it bearable. Um, but this one actually takes a, takes it makes it creepy. Like, I, I actually Have you read the book? Spooked. I didn't read the book because apparently um, there's an inter underage uh, gangbang that I'm not... Yeah, yeah, that happens. I, That's a very small portion of the book. Very small. It takes place at the very end of the book and it's like three pages. Just like the entire Hobbit three, three hour <laughs> movies is a, it's like a, a 200 page book. Um, yeah. But... Well, it's 1300 pages and this takes place over like three to five pages. I liked it because it made the, the original the original show... TV movie couldn't do justice to the fact that it morphs into what you fear the most. This movie did that real well. I argue that fact that I think the 
TV movie did it a bit more. You even see him as like a werewolf and a couple other things in the TV movie. You get to see that, but it's not like... They don't do that outside of the leper in this one. But yeah, they do the, no, they do the leper, they do the screaming lady. That wasn't in, that wasn't in the book. That wasn't even in the book. That's, it wasn't in the book, but it was still... It's bizarre. It's bizarre, but I liked that. They did um, the, the leprosy guy. What else did they do? They, did, they morphed him. They didn't really morph him. I think they did a good job about it, though. And, uh, yeah, that's my number eight is number it. Is it. Is it. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about it as well since it's number two on my list. Okay. Um, since it came out on digital, I've watched it probably four or five times. I, I can put that movie on whenever and enjoy the hell out of it. Um, I am a huge fan of the book. Um, I will say this. There are very few scary movies that actually gave me spooks. Yeah. This actually gave me some spooks. Oh, yeah. I was, I was thoroughly creeped out, like, watching this movie in the theater um, to the point of it being uncomfortable. Uh, like, were, like you actually felt uncomfortable watching it yeah. like, because you were about to get scared. Yeah. That doesn't happen to It me. doesn't happen to me either because I know when I go into a horror movie, it's like there's going to be somebody jump out. There's going to be a jump out. There's going to be a jump out. In this movie, there was only two times where I had a, a jump scare that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. The other three were expected. Gotcha. I don't know if I had any jump scares. They were all just like thoroughly creeped out moments. I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what those moments were while watching it. Um, maybe it's the... I, I think one of them was when you see him in the house on Neibolt Street um, and he's uh, like getting on top of Eddie and it just really yeah, I remember that. me out. The one thing that made me cringe the most is when you see the broken bone. Yeah. yeah. Was that his leg? That was his arm. Okay, because the thing is, is I had recently, when I saw this, recovered from a broken ankle... Ooh. And watching your foot go like that or your arm go like that, it's it's <laughs> not something I wish upon anybody is to see your one of your limbs go limp. Gotcha. It's 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 weird to see it on the th- on the screen, but when you see it in real life, it makes it really really real. And that that was the part that made it the movie too real for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, that, I mean, movies are okay to be real. That's, I mean, you go to them as an escape, but sometimes it's just kind of nice to have that something there that grounds it. Mm. And I, I think what really grounds this movie, I can see myself as one of the losers. It, it really allows... <laughs> David can see himself as one of the losers. Yeah, well... <laughs> Title of the episode right there. Yeah, um... But it just feels so... It grabs that whole 80s nostalgia that's yes. coming back. That, uh, that Stranger Things feel. Yeah, that. And because What's-His-Face is from Stranger Things is in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. And he was a, he was a great choice for, for Richie. I love the casting in this movie. My favorite joke in the whole thing is, they gave him a gazebo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was Eddie. <laughs> that, that was Eddie that does that. Uh, the casting was great and just little things that are in this that aren't in the the 90s one well because the 90s takes place what the book is is in the 50s yeah but just I'm excited to see that just, the part 2 uh, take place in modern times yeah oh yeah me too and which it did in the 90s too 
when it came out. Yeah, it, it was, was in modern times. Uh, Big old cell phones that need a purse to walk around with. Just like little details that could have easily have been in the 90s one, such as Bill doing his his speech uh, therapy. His, I, I thrust my fist against the post and still insist I see the ghost. He, he says it under his breath quite a bit throughout the movie, and that's just something in the book is a constant, like it gets him through moments. Like moments where he's confronting it, he, he does it then. It's just like that courage that like if I can get through this, I can get through anything. If I can make my body speak, I can pretty much do it. I, it's just that bit of confidence that the character has. Oh, I see. Interesting. Um, because in, in uh, did I say in the comic, in the book, <laughs> I just... So you say comic. Um, in the book, it's just those kids all look up to Bill. They'll do anything he says, which I do think was missing a little bit in the in this movie. But they felt like friends, and that's what the story's about. The, the, the book is about getting through this thing with your best group of friends. Mm-hmm. And the ritual of Chud, which you uh, mentioned earlier, uh, that extra bonding... Is, uh, that was called the ritual of Chud. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, it's it's done to they're lost in the sewers and they can't get out. It's after they defeat it. And they don't want to diverge. They're they're all starting to argue with each other and fight each other, and it's that one thing to bring them all together. I can't. I can't oh, don't say it like that. Oh. Just sounds I like can't, a cocky at that point. No, no, they all they all take their individual terms, turns. Let's 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 let's. I can't let's, defend it. I let's can't get defend away it. from this line of thought. Please. I can't defend that, but I do kind of wish the movie would have hit some of the sexual aspects of the book, because even Henry Bowers, the human bad guy, is is fight like I wish they would have had more of him because he has some really interesting moments in the book. Um, he, one of his buddies gives him a hand job, and I don't want to see that. But if they would have alluded to that, it kind of makes that mental. I really don't like the train of thought this is going down. That Let's... mental instability that the character has. It's like, okay, he's closeted. He's a bully. He's, I don't know. I think it adds a whole other depth to the character that makes him even more. I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Human. Human. But at the same time, like, I can almost see. I can see the breakdown a bit more. I can see the the mental instability. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good scene by any means in the in the book. It's it's meant to be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, they can't do that. They can't. They can't do any of that. And still keep it at an R rating. You just can't. Um, and like I said, I, I don't want to see it, but if they alluded to it, that would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so that's number eight for me, number two for you. Yeah. What's your number seven? My number seven is Logan. Didn't see it. You didn't see Logan? It came out at the time where I broke my ankle. Okay. So I was bedridden. Okay, it came out... Well, you just said you had just recovered. Logan came out in February. Yeah. Or March. It came out in March. Well, March I just 2nd. recovered, and I was on the ship at that okay. time. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
Logan came out at an awful time for me as well. It was really hard sitting in the theater watching that movie. Um, it, it came out the day after I, my dog was killed. Mm-hmm. And I was already an emotional wreck. And there were times in that movie, and it's such an emotional uh, pull. I mean, that I did cry in, in Logan. They they don't hold back. It's one of the best examples of a comic book movie, I want to say, but it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. It doesn't feel like an X Men movie. It feels like this this character like going on his last journey, like almost like a a western where the the cowboy's going off, and you know it's the end. You know it's. He's gonna die by doing this. And Does he die the, in this movie the same way he dies in the uh, comic book, where he gets covered in adamantium? No, 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 not at all. But does he die? He does die. They they do kill Logan. How? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna see this. I just he has know. a uh, the adamantium's pretty much poisoned him. It's kind of like lead poisoning, I guess, where okay. it's just poisoned his blood, and it it keeps his healing factor from working and. Uh, so it's a slow, painful death that he's experiencing pretty much the entire movie, while also still trying to take care of a brittle Charles Xavier. And the way they killed Chuck off is just brutal. It's the entire movie. They is kill just, off Xavier? Yeah. How? Um, he gets stabbed okay. from a pretty much a clone of, of Logan. Oh, from the, the, the little girl. No, he doesn't die from her. But another one that looks like a young Hugh Jackman. Okay. So they did some de-aging to make it look him look younger, and he kind of played both roles. But his entire movie's brutal. Like, seeing... Xavier pretty much has, like, a mutant version of dementia, and if he gets in an episode, he can kill anyone around him. Like, it's alluded to that he killed the X-Men. There's they you hear it referred to a couple times the Westchester incident where, uh, and like Logan will turn off the the radio. It's never they never come out and say that that's how the X Men died, but it's alluded to and it's done so well. I, I highly recommend watching it. Um, I did have this originally a little bit higher on my list. I originally had it at six. Um, yeah, I did get a list from my original co-host. He finally he sent me a list of his top ten, and he had Logan as his number one. So, so I'll probably see this. I, I have. It's not that I'm against seeing this one. It's that I just haven't had the time. Make sure you're in a. It's still really hard for me to go back and watch it, just because I do associate it with losing my dog. Mm-hmm. Like I. I went to it as like, oh, I need to, I need to get out of my head. I mm-hmm. need to go and do something, get out of my, my, my mind. And that was not the movie I should have went to, <laughs> because it's fucking brutal. Okay. Like I had to leave twice because I was just, I couldn't take it. I had to step out and collect myself. Whew. Okay. Well. Don't see it after losing your pet. I won't. I Especially lost. after your pet's tragically taken from you. Yeah. My, my, my pet was put down in a good circumstance. He was 18. He was seizing. You got to say goodbye. I got to say goodbye. I did not. My mother-in-law had him out, and he got hit. He got loose and got hit. So yeah, I, did I, not, I did not get to uh, 
I did not get to say goodbye. It's just the hardest. Um, what's your uh, what's yours? <laughs> go go Power Rangers. Oh yeah, Power Rangers. Burning. Oh man. All right. I love Power Rangers. So did I. I, 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 the I'm only bad Power part Rangers about fan. this whole movie that I did not like. I always was, forget that it comes out. It came out this year. Yeah. Shit. Um, would that be an honorable mention for you? Probably. I, maybe. There's been so many good ones, but I enjoyed it. But it wasn't anywhere close to any of them on this list. My favorite part of this whole movie was just the. It felt like the Breakfast Club, but action movie. Action okay. movie Breakfast Club. The one thing I didn't like about it is how Rita Repulsa was still campy. Oh, everyone that's else, fine. Everyone else took their roles seriously, except for Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. She took it like, I'm still going to be campy. Um, that's the only gripe I have with the movie. Besides that, it was a good coming of age, understanding how I fit into these weirdo group uh, story, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club-esque uh, pre- prelude to the, hey, everybody say hi to Tommy. Sequel, possibly. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see this in theaters. I, had to, I saw it the first time on my laptop after uh, quitting my job. It was the first thing I saw after quitting my, my cruise ship job. So I will always associate this with good memories. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I went and saw it in theaters um, opening weekend. Made my wife go, and she enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. She was like... She knows I'm having a weird day if I'm watching Power Rangers on Netflix. She's like, oh, it's one of those days, huh? Like, yeah, I want to feel like a kid again. Fuck you. I don't say that, but that's what I think in my head. It's one of those days. Yeah, it's like, really? We have to watch this? But So I kind of had to make her go to that movie and be like, we're going to go see this. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, I bugged the hell out of her. And... She was like, oh, that was, re- that was really good. I'm like, told you. Now we're going to watch all 20 seasons on Netflix <laughs> together. <laughs> 25 seasons? What are you talking about? <laughs> we're almost on 30. It's crazy to think of. That's crazy to think yeah. of. I think 25th is this Well, it's, it's the American yeah, yeah. version. Oh, yeah. The Japanese. Super Sentai is at like 40. I, I feel, like, feel like they've been around since the 60s. Um, they get their roots. From the 60s. From the 60s, like the Japanese Spider-Man show where you Oh, that's a good one. And then like uh, like Gotcha Man and a couple others. Yeah. They definitely get their their roots in the 60s. But I think I think Super Sentai, the series, has been around since the 70s. So, yeah, that's my number seven. Now, you had num- my number six on your honorable mentions, which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I, I, I did love that movie. And I don't think it was ever in any version of my top ten list. I had a good time with it. It was what a Spider-Man should have been in the modern age. Mm-hmm. It's just... I'm ready for... I didn't really care for the Vulture. He just didn't seem like a... Oh, like I loved he, Michael Keaton. He though. seemed to be too serious for the subject matter. Well, I think you kind of have to play your Spider-Man villains kind of seriously, but... At but the also same very t- campy. Yeah. I think Spider-Man villains kind of need that balance, and I think he brought it. He brought the seriousness to it, but also felt kind of campy. What I would have preferred mm-hmm. is if they're going to do like an aged villain, mm-hmm. one of the original voice actors for the 90s uh, TV show was Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. as the Hobgoblin. Okay. I would have not have mind seeing an aged Hobgoblin. That'd be interesting. 
And it would also bring Mark Hamill into the, de- into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Which I don't think he would be objected to. Considering well, he's, he's, he's own, he already works for Disney. It's yeah. just a different branch of Disney. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, he's appeared in like he played a, a character in Kingsman, and uh, he's no no stranger to comic book properties. He, he's he's a villain on the Flash TV show. Yeah, the the trickster. Yeah, which is a reprisal from his role as a trickster in the '90s live action, 1990s live action Flash. But he's also was the Joker. Yeah, he's the best Joker. Yeah. He's who, he's who I hear in my head when I read the Joker. Probably the same for me. Um, then what did you have for number five? Five? I didn't get my six. What was your six? My six is Thor Ragnarok. That's my number three. Number three. Um, we already did a review about this. We talked about how much we loved it. Yeah. Um, go listen to that. We talked about it for a full hour. Yeah. It's great. So Have fun. Yeah. Go listen to it. Did I say go watch that? Go listen to that. Go watch it. Yes. Yes. Go watch Thor and then listen to our review of it. Yes. Um, fantastic. Just delightful. Just delightful. Um, it has problems. Sure. But you'll instantly not care about them. Just like kind of... The stakes never seem that high, even though they blow up Asgard. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, it seems fair. Especially considering then characters joke about it while it's happening. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, eh, okay, I forgive you because that was funny. Um, and then I originally had my number five, which I moved as what your number five is. Oh, so... Uh, but now my new number five is War of Planet of the Apes. So we then didn't talk about our num- my number five. Which was Disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. Yeah. Which I, I went and saw it. Um, I wanted to see it anyway, but I took your recommendation. And that movie is for a, a guy that went to film school and wants to make something and tries to make something. That movie is so inspirational. It, that's the weird thing I said about it. Is yeah. that you walk out feeling inspired, but you shouldn't because it's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> But at, at the same time, he just put his mind to it and got it done. Yeah. He has something. And I bet you he's made more than it cost by this oh, point. Oh, yeah. He's, he's recovered. And it's getting a full theatrical screening. Like, it's going to be in over, for the first time ever, going to be played in more than 2,000 theaters. When? Um, they're doing a double feature for Fathom Events. It's going to be that and uh, Best, uh, Best Friends, their new movie together. They, they, there's a new movie I with them together. I thought they hated each other. No. No. They're, apparently, they're best friends. Like the name of that movie, so that's what they had a rocky air, like a rocky time, like the movie shows. But apparently, they're still good friends. Okay. Yeah, and they have a new movie out, so I can't About wait to see up. it. Like, is it a new movie, completely new story? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. When I, I don't remember the date, I will have to look this. it up. I want to yeah. see this. I want to see this. I think they're doing a double feature, the room and then it. I want to see this, and I want to bring my plastic spoons. And every time I see a spoon, I throw a spoon. Uh, there you go. I don't know how often they're gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be like because that's what you do at the midnight showings mm-hmm. for the room. But I don't know if people will be doing that during this. I'm assuming so. I hope so. Um, although, yeah, I just, I, although I bet you we'll get patted down going in. It's like, oh, are you guys probably. carrying plastic spoons? Yeah. No, no, they're just plastic forks. Yes. <laughs> um, one complaint, it's very minor, is uh, uh, Dave Franco's uh, fake beard. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His fake beard looked really bad. Like, I don't know if that was intentional, but it just looked bad. It did look fake. 
it, it was obviously fake. I was like, I didn't even, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Now that you pointed it out, yeah, it does. It's like, why didn't you just grow a beard before you started the movie and then shoot those scenes first and then shave it? I don't know. Maybe they were just like, oh, we can just put one on. Maybe it was their own their the own, room moment. Yeah, probably. We were just like, we'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but it, it is great comparing the, the two the two films. And Marissa had never seen The Room before we watched it, but when we got home, she wanted to watch The Room, and she still quotes it like Good. daily. Well, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> well, mainly, oh, but anyway, how's your sex life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird if she's asking me that. She should know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but mo- mostly to our dog. Oh, hi, doggy. She does that all the time. <laughs> that you made that your sex life, dear dog. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, oh hi, doggy. Oh, how about, oh hi, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> what 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 is your five? Uh, my five was uh, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, because you had made some some switches. Yep. My number four is Guardians Two, which you already had. All right. I have Get Out as my number four. That's my number two. That's your number two. Uh, I'm surprised none of these have like lined up. We never. My original, my a... my original was Disaster Artist at Five, so it would have, it yeah. would have if it wasn't for Planet of the Apes. Um, I, now, to be fair, um, I've only seen Get Out twice. It's I've the, only seen it once. Okay. Um, it hit everything. I, I I went to a pre-screening of it. I probably saw it about three weeks to a month early. So uh, it was just one of those movies where I got to sit on and tell everybody how much how awesome it was and. So when they do a pre-screening, is this before they do their final cut, or is it the final cut? It was final cut. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never been to one so early that it wasn't a completed product. Huh. Because um, I saw BVS a month early, too. BVS? Batman versus Superman. Oh. Those are, like, the drastic ones. Most of them are just a week or two weeks early. Like, I had to sit on... It was great when I saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy. A week early? Two weeks. Oh, I saw it two weeks before general public, and everybody kept asking me how it was, and I kept telling them the ending on purpose. They're like, was it, how, was it great? I was like, yeah, you won't believe the ending. It ends in a dance-off. And people didn't and believe And people me. didn't believe me at all. <laughs> so it was just like, it's like, no one's going to fucking believe this. <laughs> No one's going to fucking believe it. So I can just tell them the ending, uh, how they saved the day, and what? they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never know until they go see it. I had one person that went, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you had me, you, you, uh. it was like, I can't believe you. It was like, that ending's ridiculous. How can it be true? <laughs> but yeah, get out. The thing about Get Out was is it was the first movie I saw before I went back for my final cruise uh, job, and it really 
when you first start the movie, you, when you first start the movie... You, you were talking that way. The mic's over here. I'm looking at that the car is moving outside. <laughs> oh, gotcha. But um, when you first start the movie, you think, like, oh, yeah, this is just a, an average movie of boy meets girl. They're going to go see the parents for the first time. And then... Well, we knew it was a horror movie, quotes. It, it seemed like it was just going to be, like, a, an innocent-ish movie. And then when the twist comes, you're like, whoa. Well, yeah. That's I mean, like, it, it, it goes from being very vanilla to being very dark. Yes, and you know one thing, and I think it comes from Jordan Peele, it's so balanced because it does get really dark. It does get really messed up. And then we cut to his buddy who's making us laugh our asses off trying to Don't find him. Don't fuck with the TSA. Yeah, it's just like, those moments come at like the perfect time. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's great. And, you know, I, I had to tell some people... Like, they couldn't believe this movie came from Jordan Peele. And I was just like, why can't you? And they're like, oh, I just can't believe it's so good. I, it looks great. It, it's well-directed. I was like, the Key and, Key and Peele's show was on for five seasons. It's pretty, it was pretty much a master class in filmmaking. Yeah. They, do, they go every genre on that show possible. Exactly. Was, I... I can't give this movie enough praise. It was a fun, it's a fun ride, but the thing is, is after seeing it once, you know the twist, and it just kind of loses its, I saw it once, and I don't want to see it again, not because it's bad, just because, like, I will watch I'm it. completed, I'm completed, I don't want to see, I don't need to see it again. See, I, I watched it when it came out, because I picked it up, I watched it in theaters, and then on DVD, and it is one that I, I'll probably revisit every, every other year or so, just revisit it from time to time. Um... Just to, for one, if it see if it holds up well after time, which I think it will. Um, but yeah, it's just I'll I'll go back and watch it. Um, one thing I do compare it to, um, if you're still on the fence about it, this might help. It feels like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes, and that's how I convince my parents to watch it. They're like, that doesn't look that doesn't look good. They're just like, well, I, well, they thought it was very one dimensional. They were like, yeah, it just looks like this, this, and this. I was like, no. It, it, think of, like, the Twilight Zone. It's Twilight Zone very much. Which, I mean, considering now that Jordan Peele's bringing back Twilight Zone. He is. I, yeah. And it's not going to be, like, Black Mirror? No, it's going to be. It, he's doing the Rod Sterling type part in it. So he's going to be... Oh. He's, he's hosting it and writing oh. it, and he's showrunner. Oh, I'm excited for this. Is yeah. this going to be on live, or is this going to be online? Oh, it's going to be... Uh, I think it's... I forget which network is pick, picking it up, but it's going to be on TV. I can't wait. Bring I'm it. That, Bring it. That's going to be good. I'm excited for that. And that's your number three? That, was, that was my number four. From number what was four. your four? Guardians 2. We've Guardians 2. All right. We already talked about and it. My number three was Ragnarok. We already talked about that. My number two is Get Out. We already talked about that. My number three is uh, Star Wars. My number one is Star Wars. All right. I, I, I'm actually surprised I had it high up on my list as I did. I love it, but it does have problems. No, of course. Um, I mean, considering the plot of it is an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Okay, yeah. It's the f first episode of Battlestar Galactica after the TV movie. It, I love that show. Love Battlestar Galactica. And that episode was so good that it's the same plot. It's the same plot. 
they can't get away because they keep following them through hyperspace, which shouldn't be allowed. That's the same plot of that episode of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. I can't defend it. I can't defend that part of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I, I can't argue it because it is. It's the yeah. same plot. It's good. And we've already talked about this in a previous podcast, so go yeah, ahead and go, listen, go, go watch the movie and then go listen to that. Um, Great movie. Given now that we've had some time, and I know it's your number one, is there any anything that you've been able to sit on and still... I had a great time with it. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars theories on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still so fucking choked up about, Snoke's not dead, he can't be, he's so powerful. Yeah. But Let I, him I die. I, I still don't understand the complaints about, like, outside of some general plot things, I can't really complain about the movie too much. Yeah. And I think the people that still complain about the whole uh, thing with, like, Canto Bright and... I like that. Finn's whole, Finn and Rose's story. I like that. I, I don't think they get the point. The point is they failed. This movie is about failure in every aspect. I think people just miss the fucking point. Yeah, it turned out to be kind of meaningless. That's kind of the point. I don't failure's, know. failure's best teacher. Yeah, exactly. They say that. Do they say that in the movie? Yeah. Does Yoda say it? Yeah, Yoda yeah. says failure is the best teacher. They are what we they they grow past what we are. Yeah. Um so sure. <laughs> and I mean, as we all know, Yoda is the most intelligent creature that's ever been existed. Yeah. Um I have no besides those, I don't have any complaints. I, I have more complaints about the people that don't like it. Yeah. Than the, than the movie itself. True. It's like, did you see the AMC theaters put up uh, warning signs because people didn't understand why there wasn't sound in part of the movie? There are, there's a couple seconds of the movie that has absolutely zero sound. And that's the one where it, it, it shots, shits, shits. <laughs> it <laughs> shoots through the, uh, the, uh, the, the Snoke ship. Yeah. It's completely silent for like 15 seconds. I remember this because when I went to go see it, they said get ready for a 10-second no sound. Yeah, because people didn't understand that. People people thought the sound went out. Yeah, because when the guy came, when I was walking to the theater to go see it, and he's like, prepare yourself for a 10-second lapse of uh, no sound. I was like, oh, so they're going to do a moment of silence for uh, uh, Carrot Fisher. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm totally okay with that. I had no expectations that it would be during the movie, but... That's what made the movie more epic. Yeah, that that that's it's the saying, whole. It's oh, a trick shit. of filmmaking. It's yeah. the whole oh shit moment. Yeah, the gasps in that theater during that quiet was insane. I saw that in a full auditorium. It was just like oh, oh whoa, oh. It's like you could hear that, and it was so cool. I remember when I heard it the second time. Uh, I saw it the second time. There, it's like a quiet auditorium, and then there's just one clearly stoned guy in the audience saying, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's called filmmaking, people. It's, it's a sign of a good editor. You think you can do better? I dare you. Yeah. You get that moment. But people, it made people leave the auditorium and go complain that the sound went out. Are you fucking stupid are you fucking stupid it's a 10 second like literally 10 seconds is nothing yeah yeah I agree 
Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, and then what, what, what was your... My, uh... That was my number three. Uh, what was your number three? Thor. Thor. All right, we did talk about it. Um, number two, I already said, was It. Mm-hmm. It was my number two. Because I can want, I can just put that movie on and enjoy the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one is uh, Your Name. That was an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this I have this strange relationship with anime, and not in that way that you're thinking right now. Uh, <laughs> it's Ooh, there's very few things that make me feel emotions like anime does. Yeah, like uh, Sword Art Online hit me right in the feels. I, hear, I haven't watched it, but. Maybe oh. because I hear season one's really good and season two is garbage. Season two is okay. Okay. But season one is, oh. If oh. it wasn't for that drastic dip in quality, I think I would watch it. You don't have to watch season two. Season two doesn't really need to be followed. Gotcha. But season one is just a good show. I don't, I, see, I don't watch that many anime series. I'll watch the shit out of a movie, but I don't, I don't really watch that many shows. There's I, very I few watch sh- Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball is a different type of anime. Like, emotional anime is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Not, not screaming at a microphone for 30 <laughs> minutes. Well, I also watch, like, Cowboy Bebop. and I like Cowboy Bebop. There, there are just a select few that I shows that I watch. I haven't I have, really been able to get there's, into There's it. a few garbage shows that I've watched. A few anime garbage shows that I watch. I'm not a really big anime fan, so don't think that when I say is I've got a weird relationship. Is I've watched a few on Netflix... My favorite are Sword Art Online, Blue Exorcist. I need to watch that. Even though I'm not really religious, it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. Blue Exorcist. I enjoyed Blue Gender. Um, one show that's absolute garbage on Netflix, that's an anime show, is... Uh, fuck, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's got the, the upper-class pink-haired guy who fights demons. It's like Inyo... Go Inuyasha? Or... Yeah. The, no, not Inuyasha. That's like the, the white-haired guy who's a cat, right? Yeah. That's a good show. Like, I've heard that that's a classic. But the one that I'm talking about came out like a year ago. It's complete and utter trash. Don't watch it. I hated the huh. first episode. See, it's, it's rich people complaining about I, being rich people. I, bar- I borrow my buddy's uh, Funimation account. Yeah. We, we share it. I give him access to one of my one of my streaming services. So I just, I'll start watching something, and I'm like, this is really dirty, and it's going to show up in there, <laughs> like, recently. Yeah, viewed, that's, so I'm just like, that's another question. Ugh. Like when you ha- when you watch certain animes, you're like, it's like I can't. This watch is gonna this show again. up in the recently watched feed. Yeah. And I was like, I always text them. I'm like, I started watching a show. Don't, I stopped. Don't judge. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me. But it's like I understand other my shows friends. that are classic. Like everybody loves Naruto. Naruto. I haven't watched Naruto. Naruto was a good. It was a good middle school show. I watched I, it. Middle I school. love. Uh, I recently, the wife and I watched Assassination Assassination Classroom. That's a hell of a fun show. Yeah, uh, Fairy Tales another good one. But yeah, I've got a strange relationship with, with anime that it makes me feel more human emotions than a lot of human movies do. Gotcha. And now I, like I said, I love anime films more than I do TV. Like I, I love Studio Ghibli. I, I love. Uh, oh, why am I spacing the director's name? He did uh, the Girl Who Leapt Through Time, uh, the Boy and the Beast. He's a great director. Um, but your name is the probably my f- one of my favorite all time favorites. It it just hit me in such a way that like I cried. I cried in that movie like three times. 
it just got me. I, I can't explain it. Even I even have the fucking soundtrack on my phone. Like, I bought the soundtrack after watching it. Um, the only other movie I did that with recently uh, was Are probably... You? Well, yeah. Uh, but I, I bought it as soon as I left the theater. I downloaded it. The last thing I did that with was uh, La La Land. Haven't seen La La Land. It, it kind of did the same thing. It just grabbed me. Hmm. Um, but your name, it, it's such a interesting piece because you start watching it and you're con- already connecting to these characters. You already love these characters from the get-go. And it's funny. It's, it's you know, it's your typical... You know, your typical Freaky Friday situation. But it gives you a neat look at the two different cultural uh, cultural lives of people in Japan. Somebody who lives in the boondocks and somebody who lives downtown Tokyo. Downtown Tokyo. It's such a, a, a nice piece where you get to see both slices of life and understand both cultures from the same country. I did not know that that's how traditional sake was made, and now I'm really grossed out. <laughs> Does it explain a lot about sake? Yeah. The texture? Wasn't it you the other day who was saying that it has, like, like critics yep. say that it has a certain flavor of a bodily fluid? Yep. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> yep. So, uh, well, we're just going to leave that at yeah, that. Yeah, we're but, just uh, going to leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I had no idea That's how sake was made. And then like, the whole fact that he drinks it makes it, what? Like, well, when he did that, I was like, Ugh. Well, it's similar to the, the moment in It where I was talking about where they needed to feel closer to each other and make the connections. No. <laughs> the passing of bodily fluids must do that uh. a lot. Um, but, like, I was honestly in shock. There's a moment in the movie where it completely flips. Yeah. And becomes almost a different movie. It becomes... It, it was a, a lighthearted romance to a race against time. Yeah. It takes a drastic turn where oh shit this character that I'm I'm legitimately falling in love with died three years ago how do I stop this from happening I I have an opportunity to save her life and thousands of others yeah I I can save this whole town that I feel such a connection to now having been a part of it and get getting to know people there it was great. It was so well done. Hmm. 10 out of 10. Go see it. Yeah, I, I can put it... Okay, I, maybe not 10 out of 10, but definitely go see it. It's kind of the same thing with it, where I can just put it on. I can just start that... I can just... if, Especially if I'm in a, a, a down mood, I can put that movie on. And it'll and put you up? It'll cheer me the fuck up. And I saw it in theaters. Hmm. I went and, and that was a Fathom it. event? No, it was on at Keystone Arts. Oh, so we, went, we went and saw it at Keystone. Huh. Um, we went and saw it, and it was just the uh, subtitle. It didn't even have an English dub yet, which I think they did a great job. The English one, dub is great. That's one thing about Funimation. Their, their dub game is on spot, which it had to be. You know, I mean, you run your business off of anime. You have to have a good dub department. Um, but it's on point. I didn't like a couple of the English versions of the songs. They, they, oh, yeah, they that's right. I forgot about the English songs. The English songs are kind of crap. It always happens when you... you Translate sing. Japanese singing into English singing. Yeah, and still keep the music the same. It's like, that doesn't fit. It fits. It flows well in Japanese, but not in English. 
just one of those weird things. It's like, and that's grammar. But that's 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 grammar translating to a different. Yeah, like, it's like when you talk to somebody from uh, a different country and they say, "Well, you know what my parents always say about a situation like this: the shrimp always goes out to shore." Yeah, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like taking a song sung by. Like Billy Joel and switching it with Christopher Walken. The cadence is just completely different. <laughs> Christopher Walken singing that song won't match his piano. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like the only comparison I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. And that's only a down thing on the English dub, but it's a still, fantastic movie. Still a great story. I, I can't recommend this movie enough to anybody. I hell. Since I picked it up on Blu-ray, I've been passing around the DVD copy that went with it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wants to borrow it, I'm letting them borrow it. Mm-hmm. Just because I think people need to see it. Because yep. it's... We live in a world where we have so much crap that's put out on a yearly basis. And then when something unique and artistic comes along, it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. Yeah, and I can't tell you, like, the first half, yeah, I can make comparisons to, like, Freaky Friday or any of those body switch movies, but nothing else compares to this movie. It's probably probably the most unique movie I've seen this year. Good. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if anything that we talked about will have make made it to, it to the, the Oscars. Oscars. Um, I do have a list of movies that I wanted to see and I have not seen yet. Um, so if you're wondering why something wasn't on my list, um, I never got to see Coco. Me neither. And, I mean, Disney Pixar usually makes my top ten list. They, I mean, unless it's well, the Cars. Reason, the reason a lot of people didn't want to go see it is because the 30-minute video. Uh, the the first Frozen. Frozen. Short, yeah. Which wasn't even a short. The Frozen TV special. And everybody's like, this movie is garbage because of Olaf. It, besides that, Coco's pretty good. Yeah, I, I want to see, see Coco. I, I really want to. Um, it's still playing, is it not? Yeah, it is. It just it, I haven't seen it in time for, for this list. Uh, I want to go see... Another one on my, my not-seen list is The Shape of Water. Yep, another one I, I want to see. can't wait to see it. Um, the, uh, this one, uh, it's been getting pretty pandered, but I wanted to go see The Greatest Showman. Um, uh, not too keen on that myself. I, I love musicals, but apparently they... I, I love musicals. I love Hugh Jackman singing. So, and it's done by the same guy who did the music for La La Land. Okay. So I was like, there's things there for me. Um, I, and I want to see The Post, which isn't in wide release yet, but it came out two weeks ago. And Don't know what that is. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, oh, it's about yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pentagon Papers. Pentagon Papers, yeah. And I, I can't wait to see that movie. I'm, I'm going to go see it probably opening night which might be tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, I think it comes out tomorrow or next week. Probably. Um, but it came out the week before Christmas for Oscar cutoff. Well, of course, it has to. Yeah. Just like Tommy Wiseau released his, had his show, he had it playing so he could get into the Oscars. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, in a, in a world with so much crap, and there, there is, there were so many bad movies that came out this year, you could, I could make a list of my top least favorite films of the year. I haven't seen enough to actually do that. <laughs> you can tell by your list. You <laughs> Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant wouldn't have made my bottom. It would not have made my bottom. Stuff like The Great Wall. 
Or, oh God, I forgot that existed. Or uh, that's King garbage. Arthur. Or, I heard that was garbage too. Which you, is, saw, you saw those? Yeah. You I see a lot soul. of movies. You poor soul. I see a lot of movies. Do you have that um that like credit card where you you pay ten dollars no. a month? No. I I do uh, voodoo, the digital codes. You do voodoo. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, I I use the I take advantage of the, all those digital codes that come in movies and put them on my library. So I have friends and family that just send me digital codes all the time. So I have you about do. 400 movies on my digital library that you haven't watched. No, just in total, but a lot of them I haven't watched. Wow. That's like my Steam uh, account. <laughs> right? All these 99 cent games I've never played. <laughs> yeah, it's 99 cents. <laughs> but yeah, as a, as a year that saw another drastic decline in box office, uh, I can't help but wonder why when there's so many good movies. Is the market just flooded with shit? nowadays or or what but um yeah so i guess we're gonna call it a day um we will reconvene uh next week Mm -hmm. i don't know what we're gonna talk about i'll figure it out we'll see let's go see the whatchamacallit the shape of water yeah we should um also there is uh it's been a while since we've done a news recap so we can just look at geek news and talk about that too. Okay. So, hope you guys enjoyed our extra long episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot. I wanted to read off David's list. Uh, I mentioned that David Gilman sent the list to us. Okay. So before I get out of here, uh, for our longtime listeners, uh, David Gilman sent his list, and he had uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming ten. at ten. Thor Ragnarok at 9. Mm-hmm. Lego Batman at uh, 8. Get Out at 7. Coco at 6. Baby Driver at 5. Your Name at 4. War for the Planet of the Apes at 3. Blade Runner at, at two. 2. And then Logan as 1. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's completely different to ours, though. Yeah, Sim- yeah, it is. Similar to yours, though. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, some of my honorable mentions are on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, have a good one, guys. I'm David West. I'm Kurt Steiner. Have a week. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.